You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, listening to the Inside Carolina podcast, sponsored by JohnnyTShirt.com. Talking football today. It is late January. The ACC has finally decided to release the 2020 football schedule. So I figured an Inside Carolina roundtable uh, with Buck Sanders, Jason Staples, and Taylor Viplus would be good to take your mind off other things that may be going on in the world of Carolina athletics as we speak. But come to you first. We knew about the UCF game. We knew about the Auburn game and the non-conference schedule. But the biggest takeaway and the biggest thing I want to discuss in this podcast is your thoughts on how this ACC schedule sets up for Carolina. I've got some opinions. I'll share them after the experts talk. But you're first. I, I would say the, the schedule, ACC schedule, actually starts out very well for North Carolina. Uh, if you're going to pick a game uh, to start your ACC schedule and you want to get off to a good start, uh, th- there's hardly a better game you could pick uh, than a home game against Georgia Tech uh, on September 26th. Uh, that, that's the start of the ACC schedule for North Carolina. Uh, I, I talked a little bit in my column yesterday about uh, how Athlon picked the teams in the Coastal Division, and, and they got Georgia Tech pick six. I think uh, sixth in the Coastal, uh, just ahead of Duke. I, I think Georgia Tech is going to right the ship under Jeff Collins, uh, but that it's going to take time for them to make that transition. And so you start off with – Georgia Tech on September 26th, and then you follow that up with a, an away game at Virginia, which is also not the worst road game that North Carolina could play. Virginia, Athlon picked them fifth in the Coastal. Uh, you know, they're going to be minus Bryce Perkins. Uh, they have a few other losses. So if, if you've got to go on the road uh, in the Coastal Division, uh, early, uh, I'd rather do that than, you know, maybe go to Miami uh, at that point in the season, but that there's, there's some pros and cons to that as well. So, uh, you know, I think the start of the season is good for North Carolina in terms of, you know, they can get some, uh, you know, games out of the way that, you know, and build, you know, to that point. But after that, uh, for the month of October, you know, uh, you got Virginia Tech that's in Clemson, I mean, in uh, Keenan, and then you got at Duke, then you got at Miami. Um, I, I'm not crazy about that three-game stretch, and they're all games that are in a row. There's no buy in there. Uh, so I, I think that kind of stretch, although I don't think Duke – it is a huge challenge, you know, on the 17th. Um, but having those uh, two games, Virginia Tech and Miami, within two weeks of each other, 
that's going to be, I think, the telltale stretch for UNC football in 2020. Uh, so go ahead. Well, I, I was going to say, and I'll go to Taylor on it. Taylor, you know, last year or 2019, the Coastal Division was finally decided when Virginia Tech and Virginia played, I guess, on the day after Thanksgiving, maybe. Was it that Friday? The way they've set this schedule up, I mean, the Coastal's going to be decided most likely, as Buck talked about, in October, uh, October 24th, likely. Now, who knows what actually plays off, but that – my takeaway there is it seems to me that the ACC schedulers set it up so everything is decided earlier um, rather than at the end for whatever reason. Uh, but your thoughts on the stretch Buck's talking about? Yeah, I guess it's going to be nice for the Coastal to kind of get a uh, the same kind of head start that the Atlantic that the Atlantic gets with Clemson going to the ACC championship every year if this is decided by Halloween or wherever it is decided late October. But I think that was my biggest takeaway as well, how fun the month of October is going to be for North Carolina. You have Virginia, you have Virginia Tech, you have a rivalry game at Duke, and then you go on the road at Miami. So I think if this North Carolina team is ready to take the leap, like a lot of people are expecting into being a top 25 team, yeah, these are these are games against other coastal contenders, but if North Carolina is ready to make this leap, this is the month that they're going to prove it. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. Like you mentioned, Virginia has, like Buck mentioned, Virginia does have a lot of pieces to replace, but Bronco Mendenhall has his team trending in the right direction. Virginia tech, they're always going to give North Carolina their best game and coming off that over that overtime thriller Coach Fuente, he hasn't lost to North Carolina, so it, it's going to be interesting to see him back in Chapel Hill, especially with how his see how his team responds to him kind of flirting with Baylor and almost leaving them only to come back. And you have the rivalry game at Duke. North Carolina, they they beat Duke this year, but when you look at the two teams on paper, I think North Carolina – is going in a completely different direction. But then again, it's a rivalry game. You really don't know what to expect in those games. And then at Miami, the Miami, Miami's normally everybody's pick to win the Coastal. But it's this just can't be the year where you're picking Miami to win the Coastal because every year it happens, every year they disappoint. And you look at them, they bring in Derek King, who's just a year removed from being a top five Heisman betting favorite and a guy like Quincy, Quincy Roche from Temple. And all of a sudden Miami's bringing in even more talent, but talent has never been Miami's problem. It's always been, can the coaches get the most out of their talent? So I think by far October is shaping up to be one of the most exciting months for uh, UNC football in recent history. Jason, is that how you want it? As if you're a coaching staff, is you want the month of September um, to sort of you know get all the kinks out, get everything out, and then you want October to be. If it were me, you'd want October to be your big games uh, before the dings and the injuries and everything starts to pile up. Is that what you see here, or how do you take this specifically the month of October for Carolina? Well, if I'm a if I'm a coach, the first thing I want is I want a September with four guaranteed wins, four that four four games that are that are going to be 
just enough to challenge my team, but I feel like I'm going to win those games. So I'd probably uh, sub that Auburn game out if I, if I could help it initially, um, you know, at least at this stage of, of, the, of the Carolina program. Though we've talked about in the past, you have to learn to play in those big game environments in order to really win big eventually. So, you know, that, that's a give and take. But if I'm talking about having the most successful season possible, man, get me to get me to four and zero at the end of September, and uh, and with a little bit of a test in there somewhere, and then you know, yeah, you're right. I think let let October be my month. But uh, but to me, when I when I looked at this schedule, my eyes went immediately to at Virginia and then Virginia Tech, just like the rest of you. It's not just, but for me, it's not just the month of October overall. It's those two games, and and to me. I know it's it's a lot to put on on just two games of a of a twelve game schedule, but North Carolina's the success of North Carolina's season, exactly how successful it's going to be, I think really hinges on those two games more than anything else. You beat Virginia at Virginia and Virginia Tech at home, and all of a sudden you're in you're in really good shape to win your division. Recruiting wise, that matters because first of all, that's early in the year while guys, while a lot of guys are still not completely decided. And you're also beating two regional rivals in your own division that are that are actually competitive with you and and directly go head to head with you for a lot of guys in your in your state and also in that Tidewater region that Mac likes to recruit so much. So to me, those two games, let me win those two games, and I'm feeling really good about this season. And and from there, I mean, I, I I think the back end, you know, you finish Boston College, NC State, and I'm not I'm not sure how good either of those teams is going to be. So you know, you got a chance to really, like uh, Vip said, you got a chance to to um to go into the if you're in position, if, if you know, if, if going into those two games, you're in position to potentially win your division, you got a chance to actually really feel good about yourself and, and build some momentum going into that into that postseason. I agree there. Let me talk about Johnny T-Shirt real brief. Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com, sponsors of this podcast, great sponsors and friends of Inside Carolina. They've always been there. They're there for you. If you are a Inside Carolina premium subscriber, 10% off everyday order. And, Buck, if I remember correctly, they they come and join us at the uh, signing day gathering, which is coming up in the very near future at the Hickory Tavern in Carborough. So you get to meet the people behind the scenes at Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com, and they always have swag for Inside Carolina people at that event. So if you're there, but if you can't make it, you can order whatever you need online, JohnnyT-Shirt.com, or visit them in store on Franklin Street if you're in town. And you get your 10%, whether it's in person or online. And if you shop there often, that 10% comes in handy at JohnnyT-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. But the one game that stood out for me looking at the schedule uh, and some of my friends, in fact, our pig-picking buddy, uh, they always take a trip to an away game. And this year they chose Boston College until it was November 21st in Boston. Your thoughts on the the, the timing maybe of that game, um, putting it there at the end of the season, we've seen – you know, the lesser teams stuck there. Mike Brown wanted to get away from that. But your thoughts on where they slotted that game, if it even matters? Well, you know, I think it's a little bit of a trade-off in, in some ways. Um, obviously, and, and you're looking at it from different perspectives. If if you're a fan 
and and you're trying to decide what away games you're going to go to and you know what's what's a you know a nice destination for you at that time of year boston college would not be your first choice uh it wouldn't be your seventh choice uh it's not to say that the weather is going to be you know 10 below november 21st i doubt that but it's it's likely to be chilly who knows what kind of weather you're going to get there could be a 55 degree day we don't know but that that's not where i would have slotted boston college from a fan standpoint on the flip side you've got miami october 24th and you know uh i know that uh you know greg barnes and uh, Jim Hawkins and those guys are feeling pretty good about uh, being in uh, South Florida late October, and uh, you know that. So I think I, I see those as kind of a, a trade-off a little bit because you know one sort of one one washes the other, but you know obviously from a fan standpoint, Boston College would not be your first choice for a late November game. Yeah, quick point off Buck's point. I think playing Boston College in late November actually gives North Carolina an edge compared to some of these other teams that have to play Boston College early on in the year. Because you have to remember, Boston College has a new coach coming in. They're losing their best player in A.J. Dillon. So it's really anybody's guess how they're going to come out looking that first game. You're really just relying off of these coaches pass stops. So I think that's one thing that North Carolina fans should keep in mind that by the time UNC has to play Boston college, November 21st, they're going to have a lot of film to prepare and have a complete game plan to go into that game with. Uh, that, that's a great point there. Cause we talked about that a lot last year for Carolina. These teams didn't have any tape on Carolina and on the new schemes or whatever, but Taylor, I'll stay with you. And Jason, I also want you to comment on this. From a player standpoint, does it matter? Uh, do do players even remotely look at, hey, we've got this, 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 this. Oh, we got to go there then, really? Uh, do, and then we come back. I mean, like, for instance, playing the rivalry games, because Virginia Tech and Virginia back-to-back, um, those are heated and hated rivalries for a lot of these players and it's only going to get worse the way Carolina's poaching Virginia for recruits. So Taylor, does it, does the layout of the schedule matter to the players at all? Uh, I would say, no, it doesn't matter. Like when I was playing, we wouldn't think like, you know, we're playing this team here, we're playing this team here, but as a former player, the first spot my eyes went when I looked at the schedule was that Halloween week and they have a bye week so the players can kind of enjoy Halloween. So that's more of, that's more along the lines where I think players are looking like, where's our bye week? How does that kind of fit into the schedule? But not really, you know, we're playing X team here or this team here. It's, it's more, where's your bye week and uh, kind of fitting it around the holidays or Halloween, Thanksgiving, more, more along those lines. Jason, does it matter? Does it matter the order of the schedule? No, but you do look for your buy. <laughs> Vip's right. So, well, I mean, Carolina's you, is what Halloween. So it's yeah, deep. exactly. Yeah, and well, the thing is that also, like he said, that also lets you know, like, oh, that might be a good Halloween weekend. Uh, which, I mean, as a as a coach, I'd be I'd be like, man, if I could have a buy 
other weeks than the week where my my guys are more likely to be out partying uh like really like there are going to be some banger parties that weekend and uh you know maybe maybe i as a coach prefer it to be another time but players probably pretty pleased with that date uh as a as an open date and um yeah i mean that's that's going to matter i mean you already know when nc state's going to be one rival you already know duke's going to kind of be in the middle and you don't really care there but you know you you are probably going to take notice of like, oh man, it's probably going to be cold and you know Pitt and Boston College in November, but Pitt's at home, so you know you don't have to worry about that. And you only have to worry about BC this year, so you know you look at that and you might notice that. But everything else, well, it's, you're going to have to play those teams anyway. But let's talk a little bit about from the inside Carolina fan base. Um, when's when's the pig picking game, and when's the game Taylor and Jason are coming to? Uh, the the pig picking and hanging out with the Inside Carolina subscribers. I see uh, I see a couple of options in September, but what saith Buck? Well, you know uh, th- that's going to depend on uh, you know how much they love I see. Uh, I, I don't how much they uh, you know love I see and love Buck and love Tommy. Uh, their game attendance will depend on those factors. Um, but you know I, I I'm kind of thinking that uh october 10th uh unc versus virginia tech if if that's not like a eight o'clock kick i'll be surprised you know i I can see you know because these days there is more than one eight o'clock uh kickoff you know among acc teams and you've got you know uh north carolina Hopefully, being two and O in the ACC at that point, and, and one thing I wanted to mention about the uh, game in Charlottesville uh, the week prior, the the Virginia plays Clemson at Clemson the week before they play North Carolina, so uh, it, there's some chance there will be some bumps and bruises on Virginia when North Carolina arrives there on October third, but you know. The, the best time to have that uh, pig-picking tailgate situation is a night game, as we both know, Tommy. Uh, so I, I would select October 10th as a game to circle um, for, you know, the the uh, full enchilada or full Monty, however you want to, fullness you want to use uh, for a party atmosphere in Chapel Hill. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's going to be an eight o'clock tip off or at worst a three thirty tip off. So uh that that would be the one I would circle. Coming from five hours away, I was really careful about which games I went. I was really I, I really pick and choose my spots and I actually saw uh UNC's athletic director before the uh the bowl game and I was like, hey, I'm three and oh at UNC games this year. I went to South Carolina, uh Miami duke and then uh bubba kind of just laughingly joked it off and then after i saw him uh after unc won the bowl game he said four and oh i'm gonna have to uh get my people in touch with your people about seeing if uh we can make some plans now i don't know if he's planning on chartering me flights to every game but if if the option's there to go to games i'm going to go to games for sure he needs to he needs i I would pump the brakes (laughs) 
I would pump the brakes on uh, Bubba charting your plane. Uh, just FYI. You need to get you a, a, an Amtrak <laughs> ticket there. Jason, when uh, in the way too early predictions, um, when might Jason Staples, if you're looking at the schedule planning your future, when might Jason Staples venture to the Bowls lot to be on site when Carolina plays whoever on this schedule? Oh, the first one that jumps out to me is that Virginia Tech game. Uh, you know, that especially after the overtime game last year and given the uh, the his- history between those two schools, that's going to be a barn burner right there. And and again, that's one of the most important games on the schedule. So I, I, I'm i going to pull out the stops to try to be there at Virginia Tech looking at this. And then uh, and then after that, uh, you know, I'll probably I'll probably uh, do what I can to see if maybe I could get to the uh, to the NC State game as well. But that Virginia Tech game, that's a. That's a real attractive destination right there. So that's the be-all, end-all game on the home schedule. I'm going to take a short break, come back. I'm going to ask these guys their first take, way too early predictions. Said I wasn't going to do it. I'm doing it anyway. We'll be right back. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Buck, you're first up. A lot of people on the Inside Carolina message boards see this schedule and they say, oh, Carolina's going, you know, 10 and 2. No question. Your early, without thinking about it too much, thoughts on Carolina's season 2020. Well, you you shouldn't have gone to commercial break first, so I already prepared my defenses, which is I'm not going to tell you uh, <laughs> what my way-too-early prediction is. Uh, there, there's so much left uh, to digest and to sort out. There's transfer portal stuff to go and come, uh, both in terms of uh, UNC players that may leave and other players. We don't even know the final shape of the rosters yet. You know, I, I think it's uh, easy to get locked into, okay, well, in most polls, North Carolina's ranked in the top 25. They're picked second in the Coastal. Uh, let's figure out what that might be and say nine and three, which I don't think is a bad answer, but it's not one I'm going to give you. Uh, but, uh, 
you know, there's, uh, we haven't even talked about and intentionally we made the decision heading into this podcast that we weren't going to talk about the non-conference schedule, but you have got two incredibly difficult games to start the season, you know, at, uh, UCF and then basically at Auburn, uh, in Atlanta. Um, so, you know, those two games and in terms of the season as a whole, um, those two games are going to kind of define whether or not North Carolina is genuinely a top 25 team in 2020. Um, but the, the coastal division and the ACC schedule is going to define whether North Carolina has the potential maybe to get to a major bowl as Virginia did last year. If North Carolina can finish the season and win the coastal division and be the highest ranked team, um, in the ACC outside of Clemson, North Carolina could be going to a major bowl for the first time since like 1949. So, uh, you know, if you want to get crazy with your expectations, that's where you might peg them. But, you know, each is each game is a game at a time, as you and I both know. And for Tommy, especially since the schedules come out, he's noticed that there are 12 must win games. So, uh, uh, I agree with that. I, I agree. Uh, uh, so that, that, that's where I would come off and, and I give, uh, Jason and Taylor carte blanche to reject your initial question. And as I did and refuse to do give away too early prediction. Well, they can't, they can't do that. I'm the host and I know you're the owner and the president and the client, but I just, I'm looking at the schedule trying to figure out where I'm going to make the second greatest comeback ever because my greatest comeback ever was in Charlotte at the South Carolina game. Folks that were there will know what I'm talking about. Taylor, I'll give you the the second go at it. Looking at the schedule, it's pretty clear from this year that the first two games, the outcome of the first two games do not shape the rest of the season. But where do you, what are your expectations uh, here in January? as we look at the schedule when we finally see at least the order that we'll play these games. Yeah. And just looking at those first two games, if North Carolina could get out of there one and one, I would consider that a positive for this team moving forward. And more important than those first two games, I think this team has to win the coastal. That's that's that should be far and away their number one goal, win the coastal, win the coastal. And when you're looking at, at UCF and, versing Auburn at a neutral field, those two games have no implications on that goal of winning the Coastal. But I'll give you a way too early, bold prediction that I don't have to stand by a week from now. And I'll say that North Carolina at Miami, both of those teams are undefeated heading into the heading into that game. Once again, I'm not I'm not uh tied to this prediction but looking at the schedule i could see a path where both of these teams are undefeated and it's a top 15 type matchup Whew, that'd be a big one in front of like ten thousand people jason <laughs> jason uh way too early predictions my man um the only thing that where i'm gonna i'm gonna say 
I just don't buy it is Miami being unbeaten when they play play that game in October. I don't see it. I mean, their schedule is soft, but I think that Miami team's pretty soft too, honestly. So even though they added two good players uh, just this last week, but um, I'm as far as as far as predicting the overall season, I, I'm with Buck. We we haven't even gotten through spring. We don't know who's healthy. You know, coming out of fall. It's, I mean, we don't know what guys have have transferred in from the transfer portal, if they're going to get any more. I mean, there's so many unanswered questions at this point. Uh, I want a little bit more information of what Carolina is going to have up front, uh, particularly given some of the signees that they've got in this class that I know they're hoping to get some contribution out of early. And, you know, who's going to be ready to play up front defensively? That, to me, I want to have some idea of that before I make any real sweeping prediction about this next season because so much is contingent on being able to handle their being able to hold their water up front uh, without Strobridge, without Crawford. That's going to be that's going to be a big task. I mean, I think they're going to score some points, and as long as Howell's healthy, they're going to be they're going to be good on that side. But I, I'm I'm not ready to make any predictions on the basis of this schedule. I mean, we don't even know half the half the personnel who's going to transfer in and out a, a place like Virginia Tech. I mean, are they going to have another 17 guys transfer? Who knows. Just too early. Very fair point to our listeners. I tried schedule bookend Friday night games, bookend the schedule at UCF and NC State. In between there, a ton of important coastal games. As Buck said, 12 must win games uh, for North Carolina. I think uh, I've said it before. I'll stay on record. I think UCF will be tougher than Auburn. Um, Our intern, Gregory Hall, thought I was crazy, but I stand by that. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But like Jason Buck and Taylor say, a lot to happen before Carolina gets to Friday night down in Orlando against UCF. Gentlemen, we'll talk plenty, and I will nail you down on predictions. It just might be August before I can get you nailed down. Um, But I've enjoyed the discussion. I hope everybody listening has enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tommy. Enjoyed it, guys. Tommy. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by johnnytshirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average of 29 and 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Four, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.